Hello, and welcome to ISP Six Figure Realtor Podcast. I'm Bibi Bengochea, Six Figure Realtor, best-selling author of Realtor 90 Day Kickstart, the guide to earn six figures with the intuitive selling process. I'm your coach and founder of the intuitive selling process. This podcast will teach you to think outside the box. ISP Intuitive Selling Process is Law of Attraction meets Real Estate, bringing you an array of top producing realtors, entrepreneurs, and successful people who think outside the box. Welcome back. Episode 10 of ISP Six Figure Realtor Think Outside the Box. So, today's episode is going to be about true relationships and connecting. And this is very important when you are in a service industry and you are helping other people as far as it doesn't matter what sales you're doing. If you're offering a service and you're offering help, it's important to be authentic in that process. And in the ISP, one of the first things is setting that place of, of connection and confidence and trust, right? So to begin the chapter... I say communication is a key to success. And that is when magical things can happen when you really meet someone and establish a relationship that can be a foundation for life, even for referrals. So it's so important, especially when in real estate, there's so many moving parts in the business from the part of you're working with buyers or you're working with sellers. You may be working with investors. Uh, you have, if you're a six-figure realtor and are going into seven figures, you know that you're going to have a team in place. So it's really important to create that team and establish a place where it's a family. And what is your intention with that? So I, ha- I have a lot of agents that want to have six figures and that's fine if they don't want to have a team, but most people that really want to grow their business and take it to another level, decide to expand their business and create a team, right? And also set the stage of what the intention and what the mission statement is for that, you know, organization. Because it's really, you're your own CEO of your company. So it's really, really important to start establishing really important relationships First with your buyers, second with your sellers that you've you know sold their homes, and investors that uh, you have created a portfolio for them. Maybe you're even managing portfolios. So everybody's in a different level wherever their business. Some people maybe just started real estate. Some people are listening to our investors. Some people are just listening because you like this podcast, which thank you for subscribing. And make sure you rate. This helps my actual podcast. The other thing is your brokerage. You know, if you're not your own brokerage and you're maybe you're in a broker, a broker associate, you may have your license with a firm and or you know, a broker that handles your license so you can put more attention into your business. I'm actually doing that. That's what I do. I don't have my own brokerage. I have my license hung up with a company and basically I have a team. And it's very convenient because you have that support from your brokerage as far as the admin part is concerned, right? And you can focus more on your marketing and your team and sales and all that good stuff. The other part of this business is you have to, if you're doing residential or you're doing commercial, there's different type of inspectors and inspections that you have to do in the process. So it's really important to establish who those key people are that you're working with. And you should have three inspectors that you work with because if you're working with volume, not everybody's available at a certain time. So you need to create that team with inspectors and just tools to have all your setup that you you meet with and you create that long lasting relationship 
as far as that's concerned. Builders, if you work, I specialize in new construction. So if you're working with builders, it's important to establish your relationship with builders. There's many different builders work different ways and they have a different system. So it's important that you understand those systems and you also connect with their sales representatives as far as selling new construction. Title companies, that's another thing we're going to talk about. Title companies are essential to the escrow of the transaction. Some brokerages do not handle escrow. It's handled either by uh, the title companies. Many times it's handled by attorneys. If you're doing commercial transactions, you know that your client's going to have an attorney. Uh, if you're doing working with sellers or buyers, they may have their attorney and you may be working with a title company. So establishing those relationships, I always say you should have a minimum of three people uh, that you work with and you trust. And they're in the same in the same alignment as you as far as how they treat your customers, how they respond back. Contractors, if you're in the business of, you know, working with the fix and flips, it's really important to even, even if you're not working that business and you have investors that do that, or even buyers or sellers that need to contract someone for someone, it's important for you to go out there and develop some relationship with some contractors. So if you don't know any contractors, make sure you reach out and you start connecting. You have all this social media that you should be cross-promoting each other. So all the people that I'm referencing to, you should cross-promote each other and support each other's businesses. It's really essential. Lenders and banks. Lenders and banks are super essential if you're clients need financing and it's really understand it's really important for you to understand when I teach the class law of attraction the six-figure realtor I do a little in the part of the presentation I ask agents if they know what ratios are and if they know what the debt in income to ratio is and if you don't it's really important that you find that out that you make a date with your lender and your banks and you sit down with them and just get the essentials for qualifying. Back in the day, I used to be a mortgage underwriter for over seven years. And if you're financing, whether it's residential or commercial, it's really important that you understand guidelines and what are overlays and how to work with lenders and establish some type of communication. I'm the type of person that I like to set expectations and not expect anything from anybody, but set an intention when I'm working with someone. Say, listen, communication is really important. I get it. We're all busy, but just nod me and let me know, hey, I'm working on it. I'll get back to you by the end of the day and be a person of your word. It's so important to be a people of our word to call back. Even buyers and sellers may be working with a bunch of people or you have your team. Just get back to them and say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'll get back to you. Just that point of communication is super important. Working with investors is a very different element than working with a buyer, first-time buyer. You're not going to have the same presentation that you do with a first-time buyer than with an investor. They're the bottom line. I actually like working commercial transactions because it's not about the aesthetics of the home or the emotional buy. It's more about the numbers, right? So they're going to ask what's a cap. If you don't know what a cap, you know, capitalization rate is, find out what that is because you might come across someone at a dinner party or even at a networking event or in social media that is looking for investing. So you should know at least something about commercial, right? Um, the, the rate return on investment, your capitalization rate, your cap rate, all those little things that are important. Um, even if you're selling a residential property or a multi-unit family, it's under four units, you would have to deal with what is the rental income versus expenses and your gross net and all that good stuff. So make sure that you are prepared for your business. I always say it's better to get information or even work with professionals or even sit down with a commercial agent and say, listen, I don't work commercial, but we're going to refer you to it. But I'd love to sit down and if you can just kind of talk to me and give me a little bit of your experience and you can refer the business out. So if you don't specialize in that, there are people specializing that you should connect with realtors that are commercial realtors and work together as a network. So build your network. It's This is what this this podcast is about. It's, you know, we can talk about listings and what not to do and all that good stuff. This past week, I was, um, I'm coaching someone and they had um, 
an actual listing where there's a tenant inside, you know, establishing certain ways to work and procedures in your business is super important. So one of those things is creating those relationships where you can do that, right? The other thing is like realtor colleagues, uh, make sure that you have a network of colleagues in different areas. I do. I don't just work, you know, Miami. I work, I've, I've, the last few months I've been working outside of Miami in different cities because you need to expand yourself. You, you have a license to do business in Florida. Think outside the box. That's my gift, thinking outside the box. So yes, I work other areas that are not just Miami. I work other areas. And that's very interesting because when maybe Miami has been a little bit kind of like stuck in their ways, I've been doing business in other cities that have not and are actually, you know, booming. So it's very interesting how each market has its niche and connecting with uh, colleagues outside of, of, you know, where you're from. If you're from New York, you know, you have upstate, you have lower, if you're from Texas, you have different cities, every, you know, California, to name a few, Arizona, Wherever you're from, Georgia, North Carolina, everybody works different. I'm located in South Florida, so I have my license in the state of Florida, but I work with different people in different states, and every state is different. So make sure that you have that networking with people. Our guest today, um, I also talk about listening, and listening is a gift. So I'll read this at the end of our guest today. He's amazing. Um, a young realtor, but it's interesting because a lot of people that are new to business tell me, um, maybe they come to class and I kind of tell them, or maybe I have a session with them and I say, okay, well, what's your, what's, what would you like, what do you visualize yourself making the next 12 months? And I have people say, well, I'm new, so I'm not going to make that much. And I understand those are limiting beliefs. So enjoy today because this is someone that totally thinks outside the box and I hope his story and our conversation inspires you to be your best version. Enjoy. Today's guest is a multi-million dollar realtor, a former professional athlete, National Association's 30 under 30 to get awarded. And not only that, least to say he is a real estate executive speaker, philanthropist, internet personality, and former professional soccer player. As the CEO of the Keystone team, he has led the company to achieve unprecedented high growth and success. Cyrus is also the proud founder of Giving Football Corp, a California-based nonprofit organization that hosts soccer camps at orphanages around the world with the aim of providing children with nutrition, with nutritional education, proper training equipment, and a fun way to exercise and build lifelong skills. Welcome, Cyrus, to my podcast. Hey, how's it going? Great. What an amazing profile you have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just got to keep, keep, keep moving forward and keep working. There you go. So... Cyrus Mohensi, correct? Mohensi. Mohensi, sorry. Mohensi. Great. So you've been in the real estate business how long? Uh, Three and a half years. Wow, three and a half years. And and you're already in the multi, you're the 30 under 30 in the National Association of Realtors. Yeah, yeah. So I am in uh, beginning of, what is it? Yeah, beginning of 2017. So it's pretty much three years, to be honest. That's amazing. Can you talk to us a little bit how that came about? And I know that you were a professional soccer player and how you came about going into real estate and taking this course of, you know, into your life as far as a career. Yeah, um, actually, it's really funny because when I was uh, I mean, it's not funny, but, you know, I I was playing soccer for a living. So when I was I was young, I always kind of start with when I was about 11 years old. I got in a, um, my, my, my dad, my uncle, and my grandma all passed away within one year. Um, that was like my mom's, you know, uh, uh, that was pretty much my mom's family. Right. And, um, and so when that happened, all I wanted to do 
was play soccer. All I wanted to do was be on the soccer field because it was the only way that I could do something and not, um, I could do, you know, I could, I could go out and, and, and do something and not think about what my current situation was. Um, and so I would spend day in and day out, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, just training and playing soccer. And then I found out that you could actually be a professional soccer player. Um, you know, I, I, that was never in my thought process. That was, I didn't know that that was a thing, you know? Um, and, and so what I ended up doing, um, was I, I said, you know what, I'm going to be a professional soccer player. That's it. I made that decision. And that's what I worked my whole life for. Here in the United States, on the Philippines, you know, I've literally played around the world. And then I came back here to, I was, I was playing in Iceland. I came back home to come play here and I got in a car accident. And um, that car accident ultimately ended my career. And, and essentially, I, 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 I had to figure out what I was going to do with my life after soccer. I didn't, I didn't, you know, when I was growing up, everybody always would say like, hey, what's your backup plan? And I'd say a backup plan is an excuse to fail. And what ended up happening is I ended up going, um, I was getting a, my real estate license during an off season. And the real reason that I was doing that was just because like, I, I mean, I took Italian class, I took French, I took, I mean, I would take all these classes and, and, and stuff to learn, you know, different, different things during off season, because what else am I going to do? You know, I'm training and then now I have a little extra time. So this is what I'll do. And I took a real estate class during my off season one year. And that was the year that I got in my car accident. And so I got my real estate license. Um, And then when I got in my car accident, I'm like, what, you know, what am I supposed to do with my life? I went through this like whole, like, you know, I was, I was depressed. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I looked at my, my story and I said, okay, well, (laughs) you know, everybody loves me because I play soccer and that wasn't the truth. It was just a false reality I created for myself, you know? And, um, and, and what happened was I just, I said, you know what, I went through this whole depression. I, I, I finally got, and I just said, yeah, sorry, you were breaking up. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. <laughs> it's okay. So, so basically, so basically taking it back, you, you had this accident and it was a life changing event because it was what you connected back since you were 11, what you construed your mind, what you were, this is the essence of who you were. And here you are, you can no longer play soccer and you have a real estate license. You went through your whole mind game, right? Because I'm sure that when you're in depression and you're thinking, this is how I'm identifying myself. Who am I now? Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what it was. It was, it was this, it was this, um, you know, I, I, I self-worth in, in, in what I did rather than in myself. Right. And, in and, and, and that was a big, um, that was a big thing that happened when I couldn't do what I did anymore then I, I convinced myself I had no self-worth, which is just ridiculous. I mean, but we all do it. Right. And, and I, and, and that's the crazy thing is, is that, that, you know, me going through it, I'm very, just a very naturally, um, I say naturally, but I'm, I'm always the, the one that's smiling, having a good time, so on and so forth. But I mean, it was very out of character for me to be that way. And, and no one would have known different. I mean, my business partner to this day sits there and says, yeah, you know, you were going through identity crisis. No one could tell because that's how I was, but it was really a hard thing. And, and actually really funny is I, um, I got, so, so I had done the real estate classes mm-hmm. during my off season, but I didn't get my license until 
um, a month after I, a month and a half after I got in my car accident. Um, and the day I got my license, I um, actually put two and a half million dollars under contract. Wow. You, you know, <laughs> I loved your story. Do you know why? Because why? so many agents I come across, they're like, oh, I've only had the license in a year. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. If you, believe, if you believe that you can do it, you will. But you have to believe that. You have to you have take to... that self-doubt out of yourself. Exactly. You have to. I, 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 I'm a big believer and you have to believe it, but you also have to do it. Right. Like, like right. I, I, I sit there and I'm like, I talk to these agents and I have an, a team of 20 agents now. And, and I sit there and I, I talk to these agents and I tell, you know, I go to do top producing panel, so on and so forth. And I, I, I always say, look, you know, they always ask me, what, why are you so successful in this business? And because I go in day in, day out. Last night I was on the phone until 12 a.m. I got up this morning at 4.30. I worked out. That's why, actually, we, we, you know, when you called me earlier, I had just got done. I had just got done working out. I was about to jump in the shower, and I'm, like, getting phone calls at 6 a.m. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, let's tell them what happened. Let's tell them what happened. Let's tell the listeners what happened. So, basically, he booked for a 9 a.m. session. So, of course, I'm in the East Coast. He's on the West Coast. And we didn't realize, I didn't really realize that you were on the West Coast. And you thought that the time was at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I called you at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which in translation, that is 6 (laughs) a.m. Pacific Standard Time in California. (laughs) Which, to be honest, like, it's really funny because, like, to be honest, that wouldn't be something like, like, I always joke about it. And I always tell everybody, like, oh, no, come on, let's do it earlier, you know, and. And but because I'm I'm up I, I'm up every single day at 4:30 a.m. I go work out I I take my shower and I chill out I um I kind of that so so like the time before like 8 9 a.m. like that's my time to just do whatever I want to do to be honest like um because I don't do that at all um throughout the day pretty much once I'm on right after this phone call I'm on for the rest of the day right and I'm on until like I said like midnight sometimes with the clients um. And, and for me, for me, I, I, I found in this business, if you're con- constantly on for other people, you need to be on for yourself as well. You need to go chill out, do what you need to do. But you know what? I, I just, I just don't think there's enough hours in the day. So I just get up earlier. <laughs> well, it's interesting <laughs> that you say that because I always tell people one of, I teach this class at the board of realtors. It's called the law yeah. of attraction and the six figure realtor. And one of the things that I tell people is you got to take time for yourself, right? You have yep. to. You have to make it's that huge. time in that day, even if it's 10 minutes or three minutes to breathe. You got to make that time for yourself. Yeah, you got to do your own thing. You got to, you got to, you know, it's, it, this business is, you know, um, um, very interesting because this business is about, um, constantly being in service and serving other people right like and this is the crazy thing that a lot of a lot of a lot of uh uh uh, people that don't understand the industry are like they see they see um um you know me driving a nice car or have a nice office or whatever it is and they see it as like oh yeah it's super cool super easy yada 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 well it's not the case right i work uh, you know at the end of the day like I'm constantly on the phone with clients. I'm constantly talking to, to um, um, potential clients, so on and so forth, and service, servicing them. There's times when I go and I, 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 I sit down with a seller, a potential seller, months before I know I'm going to sell the property. Because, I, you know, this, this industry, I mean, it really, it, um, more than any industry, I think it's, this is a long game industry, right? It's, it's like, this is not just about, hey, let's... Uh, 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 tomorrow I get business today and then tomorrow all of a sudden I close it and I make money. I mean, you're at least 30 days out. Oh yeah. So, 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 and it's a 90 day business. So if you get a lead today, let's expect to close them in 90 days or later. Correct. Right. And, and when you can understand that stuff and you put, set up your expectations the correct way and you constantly fill that funnel, you constantly fill it, then you'll constantly have business. But when you sit there and you say, well, you know what? I'm not going to work for this week. 
well, that's okay. You don't have to work this week and you may close a couple deals next week because you had them in the pipeline. But 90 days from this week, you're not going to have any business. That's correct. And one of the things that after we finish your interview, I'm reading chapter nine in my book, which is relationships and connecting. And it's exactly what you're saying, connecting the dots. It's you've got to put the work in and cultivate those relationships. So you have an ongoing pipeline. And listen, in our business, you know that you may have a deal today, but it could be gone the next day. Nothing's yep. guaranteed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that's a huge one, right? Like, like you get your <laughs> you get the deal, and, and 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 hey, that doesn't mean that you got you're closing it. You know, um, that's a whole different ball game. You want to get right. those and and. Um, you know, that, that takes, again, another thing is diligent effort and, and, and constant service, right? So. In your team that you have your team, what is like, for instance, like one of the things that I see when I speak with an agent that's either new or maybe an agent that's seasoned and hasn't been successful. Where do you feel? What advice would you give them? Because you're a, you're a multi-million dollar realtor. You're a seven-figure agent, not even a six-figure yeah. agent. You're a seven-figure yeah. <laughs> agent, and you've been in the business three years, and you're on, you're under thirty years old, correct? Yeah, I'm twenty-six. You're twenty-six years old. So I just I, I I'm mentioning this to people because I interview different ages, different people, different entrepreneurs, people that think outside the box. When I connected with you, it wasn't even that I, I was, it was law of attraction. I came across you through law of attraction and you went ahead and said, yeah, so go ahead and interview. Right. And then I started looking at your profile and I'm like, this guy is just the exact, what I attract in this podcast, because yeah. you're someone that thinks outside the box. You're talking about manifestation. Yeah, it- Can you talk about how you've manifested you know, uh, you got the award from the National Association of Realtors. Can you talk to us and how that happened and how you got reached out and how you met those numbers? Yeah. So actually, I'll um, I'll kind of back up a little bit um, and 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 kind of go with uh, exactly what you were saying. Reality is is that like okay, I'm I'm six years old and I was afraid uh, for when I You're first started. You're breaking I was up again. Right? Yeah. Oh, can you hear me now? Uh, we can hear you now, yes. <laughs> okay. When I first got into the business, 23 years old, right? Um, and and I was afraid to tell people how old I was because people would say, you're too young for this, right? And, and so I had to deal with this constant, you know, um, um, objection of you're too young, you can't do this, so on and so forth. And, and then on top of it, I have no real estate background. There's no, there's no one in my family that was in real estate. Um, there's no, I mean, I have no real estate background whatsoever. And, and so I started in this thing, you know, not really not knowing what the heck I'm doing, just doing. And, um, and I'm a big believer in that. You know, I say there's three things that you really need to do to accomplish literally anything in the world. And it's the first thing is visualize. Put that, put, you know, uh, 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 take that picture, put it in your mind and, and, and visualize that. The second thing is map it out. Figure out how you're going to get there. And then the third thing is to execute. And, and arguably, you know, you, you know, you take away one of those things, you won't accomplish that. You know, it won't be to 100%. You take away visualization. Well, what, where, where are you actually going? Right? You, you take away mapping it out. Uh, you know, how are you supposed to get to, you know, your, your, your destination if you don't know where you're going, right? And so, so it's visualizing, mapping it out, and executing. And, and, and that's what I do with all of everything that I do. I actually have a whiteboard. I have a whiteboard wall in my office, and then I put one in my in my house. Um, and, and on that wall, I, I pretty much write everything that I'm going to do. And I write it before I do it. I write it the day I think about it. I'm like, yep, that sounds good. All right, cool. I write it on the wall. And, um, 
uh, the new one that I just, I, I, okay. So, so going back to the 30 under 30, I, um, I didn't know it existed. Right. Cause I had no real estate background. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then when I, um, I got, uh, uh, I started doing well in the business. I started meeting more people. I started seeing this like, Oh, national association wrote there's 30 under 30. And I said, I'm going to get that. And I, I, I told, uh, uh, my business partner, I said, this is, this is the next thing I'm going to get. And then, you know, everyone's like, Oh, well, you know, it's a big, you know, my business partner is like the type of guy he's like, all right, go do it. Go kill it. Right. Um, the, um, uh, I'd talked to other people and other offices and things like that. You know, when I first got my license, but I was in an office. I don't mean to interrupt but, you, but you said something that's very important and you're mentioning yeah. your business partner is someone that's always encouraged you and always supported you. And you have to yep. surround yourself with people that encourage you, not limit you. That's very, very important. 100%. Constantly, like constantly the people around you should be pushing you to be better. Should not be telling you you're not good enough. Right? And, and that, that you're not good enough comes in so many different ways. Um, uh, what I was just about to say is, is, you know, my first, the first office, when I first got my license, like I said, I didn't really know what I was doing so on and so forth. I said, you know what, I'm going to sell $10 million worth of real estate this year. And, um, and the, the owner of the office said, you know, no, that doesn't happen in your first year. You know, um, um, you know, I want you guys, I want you to know and be, be realistic here. You know, it'd be great if you did, but that doesn't really happen. And I just looked at him. I, I said, look, I'm, told me about playing professional soccer. They said, you know, only one per, uh, uh, less than one percent of athletes become professional athletes. I said, I said, yeah, I said, that number is actually smaller. If you want to be a professional soccer player, you want to and more I'm a professional soccer player in Europe. That's less than less than one percent. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I did that. So, you know, ten million dollars in sales, not a big deal. I did 20. Amazing. And. And I obviously I left that office. I opened the office that I'm at and everything. Um, but essentially, like, you know, it really does come down to that. It comes down to who's around you. It comes down to the, 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 the five, you know, they say the five people you're closest with determine your net worth, right? If you take those five people, you average their net worth, that's most likely going to be your net worth. But it's the same way with your mindset. The five people you're closest with, if they all have a negative mindset, you're going to have a negative and a negative get you anywhere i have this this whole really funny i i I have this policy that's there's no negativity in my life and people are like well uh, that's impossible you know no it's not it's no unnecessary negativity there's always going to be negativity in your life there's always going to be people trying to say no so on and so forth i just throw those people out i'm like "Eh, yeah we don't need you next Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) because because the reality is is if you want to continually level up you want to continually have that mindset and keep going forward you know you have to you have to surround yourself with people that support what you're doing and your mission yeah you know your your constant your your constant reminder of what what i talk about in my chapter five dream big and your vision boarding your visualization the way that you visualize every morning every day and you're grateful for what you have it's like this momentum that you keep going and growing right exactly exactly and that's what it is right so so it's it's from from when i started from when i started in real estate i said hey i want to do this and i did it and this is this is an interesting thing because when i got the national association of realtors I had a a very, very good friend of mine that actually helped me get my real estate license. Um, He became a friend after because he's the one who taught the classes. It's one of my really good friends. And he he literally came to, he he called me and he's like, Cyrus, I've never met somebody that says they're going to do something. And every single time they say they're going to do it, they do it. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, he's like, you've literally told me everything you've called every single shot that you were going to make and you made it and he's like and you continually do it 
And I told them exactly this. I said, dude, it's just, that's just how it works. If I'm going to do, if I say, if I put my mind to it, and this was something I grew up with my mom, right? So, so my dad was very like, when, when growing up, my dad was very much like, if you put your mind to something, you, you'll accomplish it. Right. And, and my mom, when my dad passed away, that's something my mom held on to. My mom said, my mom always talks about it to, to everybody. She says, um, you know, my, 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 I'm the last of five kids. And she said, you know, and Nicholas, who's my, my dad, she says, Nicholas just planted the tree, made sure that everything was set. And then all I had to do was water it. That's what my mom says. But my mom did a lot more than water it. You know, um, my mom worked six jobs to keep the house over our head when my dad passed away. Um, and she's amazing, an amazing woman. But my, but the biggest thing that my, my mom did in my life I, I, over anything, I, I think, uh, you know, is, um, is she, she said, Cyrus, you can do anything you put your mind to. And she constantly said that. I said, hey, I want to do this. She constantly said, whatever you put your mind to, you can do. And I truly, truly, truly believe that because I've done it. And um, I mean, going back to our conversation yesterday, we just for everybody to understand, we um, um, got on a phone call yesterday just to prep for today. And um, and I had just bought yesterday. I bought my uh, a G-Wagon. And um, I actually car, called him right when I... he got out of the car dealership. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, exactly. in a good mood." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the that's the thing is, so so I had a BMW i8. That's what I have the uh, my other car, and and everybody would look at it. And, oh my gosh, that's an amazing car. My dream car from when I was ten years old, from when I was little. I said, "I'm gonna have a G wagon," and. And I did that yesterday. And, and a lot of, you know, there's, there's some people that are like, well, why are you, uh, why are you spending your money on this? Why don't you spend it on um, something that's going to appreciate so on and so forth. I own real estate all over the country, eh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of delayed gratification. Um, you know, so, <laughs> so I, <laughs> so I, I, listen, I, went, I congratulated you. If someone's doing yes. something that makes them happy, I just, I just congratulate them because it's, 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 about, it's so nice to see someone in that, in that vibration to be euphoric and say, you told me with, with your heart, you told me, I, I've dreamed of this since I was young. And I said, yeah. you know what? Congratulations. Enjoy it, man. And that's the exact truth is, is from when I was, you know, when I was little, I said, you know, I'm going to get this car and, and no, never did I think I'm going to go into the dealership and buy a cash. Right. Um, but you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's what happened. And, um, and the, the reason that I bring that up, the reason that I bring all this stuff up and the reason we're talking about, Oh, you know, Cyrus's accomplishment and my, what I'm doing is not because I, I want to say, Hey, look how great it, I am. But the reason is, it's because really, if you looked at my life and you looked at what I, what I came from, my mom's working six jobs, we, 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 you know, my, my dad, my uncle and my grandma all passed away within that first, within one year of, of time, my mom's, you know, trying to handle, you know, I'm the last, like I said, I'm the last of five kids. And, and then, and then I get, I play professional soccer. I get in that car accident. Then I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? And it's here. The, the reality is, is that literally anybody can do this. You just have to put your mind to it and you have to truly want it. That's really what it comes down to. If you truly want something and you truly put your mind to it and you're passionate about it, you can accomplish literally anything in the world. But you have to truly, truly be passionate about it. You have to truly, truly want it. And you have to speak it. You have to do it. There's there's something that I like that you mentioned, and I'm going to bring that up. And you mentioned, you talk about failure. Yeah. And I want you to talk about that because people think because you're not succeeding that maybe this is not the right career for them. I, I think that I think that failure is is the uh, single most important thing to have any success. I think that if you are not failing, you are not succeeding at the highest level. Um, I. I, I um, when when you're when you're looking at, at 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 it, you have you have these success, very successful people, highly successful people, 
and like I said, it's the five people you surround yourself with that it's going to be, that's what I do. I, I surround myself with those, those highly successful people and every single person has had failure and every single person constantly has failure. And that's, that's the truth. And for me, for me, I constantly fail. And that's, I, and, and I, I, I think that failure, you need to, there's, 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 you know, one side of failure and then another side, right? You can go and sit and fail and then sit there and be sad and say, oh my gosh, you know, woe is me. Or you could sit there and say, okay, I failed. Let me look at it. Let me analyze it. Let me figure out how I'm not going to fail next time. Right. And, and that's where the growth is because if you don't fail, you're not growing. There's no growth there. And so, so yeah, I constantly fail. I constantly try new things. I try new tech. I try new, um, new, uh, 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 systems, implementing things and so on and so forth in my business. But that's why we have, we've had so much growth because I'm not afraid to fail. I actually chase failure. And when you chase failure, you'll constantly be successful. That's such a great definition. And being, you see, I think age is just a number because I've worked with people that maybe I'm 40, I'm 46 and I don't, I have no shame in saying it. I know some women don't like to say their age, but I really don't care. (laughs) Um, But I'm 46 and I've had my share of failures. And every time I have failed, every time I've done my comeback, it's just been that much stronger. Yep. Yeah. And even like right now that everything is shifting for everybody, you know, we're in times of uncertainty and change, but there's also a lot of opportunity and ways yeah. to think outside the box and re, re kind of repurpose ourselves and what we want to attract into our lives, right? Yeah. And actually speaking on that, I, um, so when this all first started, I have been very like my whole, my whole business and everything that I've done from when I started has been very tech forward. We do, we've been doing VR 360, yada, 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 all of the whole nine yards. We've pretty much been all digital since we started, since I started my business. I, I I really do no paper. I, I haven't. Um, and, uh, and so when this all started, th- th- let's start with just for COVID. some people when, that when, don't when, know what VR means, <laughs> because they're not. Oh yeah, tacky. virtual reality. Thank you. Thank virtual you. reality. Because they would yeah. be like, "What is VR?" And I'm like, "Okay, let's let's just break it down for them, <laughs> guys." What he's talking about is virtual reality. Virtual VAs are virtual assistants, not the VA loan for VA veterans. It's VAs, <laughs> virtual assistants, VR, virtual reality. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes you'll catch me. I'll sometimes say stuff like that, and I'm like, ah, yeah, oh, I do that too. But since yeah. we're here and they're listening, they're like, maybe they're like, okay, I need to look that up. What's a VR? You know? So yeah, yeah, we simplify it for not people. a VCR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you've been I, um... virtual, and um, and and how has that transition for you has been very smooth because you're already implementing that. It, it wasn't a transition. Yeah. We actually, we actually, actually, when this whole thing started and we have, uh, we had the stay at home order here, we actually like, uh, uh, our business went up 300%. So our business actually went up more, um, than it, because everybody else was dropping out of the market, not knowing what to do, trying to figure out how to do what we've been doing. And then we had people calling us saying, Hey, we know that you market this way. Can you sell our house? I had people that I had listings that they, I lost the listing and, and I didn't get it because, you know, um, I don't know, Joe Schmo broker sat there and said, I can get you, you know, $2 million when the house is worth 1.5 million and the client and, and, and their property was on the market. Then the, then I've got them back and I've sold their property since because they know what I'm doing. You know, they know my marketing. They know how we market. So, so you just it's been about really what cool. I talk about in a chapter of mine that I tell people to do virtual open houses. I've been talking about this for over two years, three years, right? Yeah. I put it in my book over a year, a year and a half ago. But you've been in that forefront of technology. Yeah, exactly. And so we, so my, myself and my team really, really haven't skipped a beat. 
actually what I've been trying to t- explain to people. And this is where, uh, you know, this is this is the big thing with the real estate industry that I think that a lot of people don't um, don't realize. The, the, the big thing with the real estate industry is like you can get your real estate. I mean, I don't know how long it is in California or in uh, Florida, but for California, it's seven and a half weeks. You finish your classes and then you, you have to go take the test and you get your your real estate license. They don't teach you about how to handle a business. They don't teach you how to manage a business, how to be a CEO. You, you just get your license and then you're like, okay, now what do I do? Right. The reality is, it's like what, what, what I did when this all started and what I've, what I've constantly done, I actually just doubled it again is I, when this happened, I doubled my ad spend. I started pushing more on online ads. I actually had this program that was insane. We, we, we did ads towards, um, um, the iBuyers because the iBuyers pulled out of the market. So the people that were selling with the iBuyers, we actually were able to pull a bunch of their listings um, because basically, you know, uh, uh, whatever it is, I, open door, whatever it was, you know, whatever that iBuyer was, they, um, they were in the middle of some contracts and then they said, no, we're done. They just literally pulled out overnight. And I went in and we, we like, double down triple down on ad spend towards targeting these the, the people that were working with these i buyers and we pulled so many listings in the first couple of weeks until everybody else started doing that mm-hmm. right um and and but that's what we're talking about is you know i ended up taking our our virtual side and then and then adding more ad spend to it because the reality is is that everybody else was pulling out of the market. So it was the best time to go on attack. And it's been great for us. So you're located in, uh, in California, in the state. Southern in California. Southern California. And that's a big yeah. state for real estate. Huge. Oh, Huge. yeah. Um, and I've interviewed different agents in, in different parts of California, San Diego, uh, South, you know, LA, different areas. But you guys have a very strong market, just like Florida, New York, and Jersey, and Texas, and you know, there's different parts of the country that has very strong real estate markets. But with that said, one of the things that you were mentioning that I feel is a key point to anybody that's listening is digital marketing. Um, I actually yep. do a boot camp that I've noticed when I teach this class, the Law of Attraction Six Figure Realtor most realtors don't see themselves as a CEO. And one of the things that I label on to be a six figure, seven figure agent, you got to be digital. You got to be a digital marketer. You got to think like a, yeah. like a CEO. You have, have to have a business plan. You have to have projections of how you're going to put your business out there, make your money, how many listings, how many buyers, if you're going to go for a team. Now, when you went for a team, when you first got into business, you didn't have a team, right? No. Did you no. join a team when you so first actually, got, when you first did real estate? Were you on your own? No. No, I was on my own. So actually, well, well, you know, my business partner and I, um, actually what happened was um, my business partner, Jack, and I, you know, Jack, so, so Jack was in the industry years and years ago. Um, um, had, a had cancer, um, went through 10 years of chemo and treatment and, 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 um, you know, uh, people say my story is really cool. His story is way better. Um, his story is amazing. He's an amazing person, amazing human being, um, just a good, a good person. And, um, what happened was I said, Jack, you know what? I, I, I think, I think I want to start a team, you know, let's do this together. Right. And Jack's like, I'm retired, you know. We were on his yacht, literally, on his yacht, sitting on the back of his yacht, and we're talking. I'm like, I think I want to start a team. He's like, I'm retired now. And I said, no, Jack, like, really? And he goes, plus, teams aren't like, we. no, I don't want to do a team. Then you have to manage a bunch of people. I said, no, no, Jack, trust me. Let's do this. So I convinced Jack. I, I pulled him out of retirement. <laughs> and <laughs> he'll say it to this day, and we, we joke. We have more fun doing it anyways. He's like, this is more fun than retirement. Um. And, and then, so then I said, so he's like, okay, so now what? So then we sat there and we, we visualized it. We put a game plan together. We started mapping it out. And what I did was I hired some of the best marketing 
um, team in in the country. People that like used to work at Google, Audi. Uh, I mean, just all kinds of different um, um, marketing. So I built a full marketing team before I even hired a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And um, and and that was a big. That's the big difference maker, right? I, I'm not. I'm not a. You know, our team is not really a team that's like uh, we're a real estate team and then we market. It's more like we're a marketing team and then we do real estate. Thank um, you so if much. If I wanted to, I can go into pretty Thank much. Thank you so yeah, much for saying that to, in this in this I, episode. No Thank problem. You. <laughs> no problem. I I I could go to you know pretty much any industry and put together any any marketing and and we would kill it. Um, my marketing team is pretty much second to none and and what I did was we did that, we built that marketing team and then we started hiring real estate agents. And what that did was create this, um, I mean, unbeatable marketing. And we started pulling in more, more um, leads, more clients than, than anyone else at a faster rate, because that's the truth. you you hit it on the dot is it's digital marketing age. It's 2020. It's 2020. That's the be- the best thing I could say, and I keep constantly saying it. If you're not if you're not on the internet, if you're not marketing digitally, you're not marketing with video. You're not marketing with um, um, the correct uh, tools. I mean, you're you're just going to continually fall behind. Not only that, it's because like it's saying, only going to get more relationships. You have a team. You do the connections. You yep. built that. That's what this chapter is about. That I'm going to review after our interview. You have to be willing to put a team together and think like a CEO, like you've done. That's what's made you a multi-million dollar agent. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's literally it. If you wanted to break down why I have the success that I have in this industry, it's, it's because I put together a good team. I mean, in, in every industry, I, I do business coaching as well. And I do, I have a nonprofit. I know you had mentioned in the beginning, I have a nonprofit. We go around the world. We put on soccer camps or orphanages. And I always say, look, I'm really good at putting a good team together, making sure that that team runs like a fine oiled machine. You know, I mean, that's my background, right? I used to play team sports. Correct. How do we work together and, and, and accomplish the goals, you know? And, and that's literally what I've done with, with, um, with the Keystone team, with what we're doing. And we've, uh, we've had, we've had, I mean, tremendous success. It's amazing. And, and I'm just, I'm just, uh, uh, hope, you know, pushing for more and more and more and we'll we'll go from well there. i'm gonna wish you continued success we're gonna keep connected and this is just the beginning i appreciate you sharing your story inspiring others because you're very inspiring to me and to anybody who's going to listen to this podcast and please make sure to follow him and see his success so that we can all motivate each other thank you so much cyrus for sharing your story and empowering everyone that's listening to just be their best versions. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I, I'll, I'll kind of give my the Instagram handles and then that way you guys can connect and if you guys have any questions, please just feel free to send me a message. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little while for me to respond, but I Thank will. Thank you, Cyrus. Um, yes. uh, my, 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 uh, my Instagram is at Cyrus Andre. C-Y-R-U-S-A-N-D-R-E and at the Keystone team. T-H-E-K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-A-N. And I will put that in the comments in our section that we have for the actual podcast. So if you didn't grab it here, you'll grab it in the comments. Just go to the actual podcast and you'll get his link there. And we'll stay connected. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Thank you so much. All Keep right, killing you it. too. Bye-bye. Chapter 10, Relationships and Connecting. Communication is the key to success. Creation is at its best when there's a true appreciation in a relationship. When someone believes in you, all things come together. When there is resistance issues start popping up, you may encounter individuals that you either connect to or not. In real estate, we deal with many personalities, some of which are not the most positive. However, it's when we connect to people that magical things start to happen. Ask yourself these three questions. 
Do you have the right team now in place that supports your goals? Are you happy with the current relationships that exist in your business? And do they add value? How can you attract the right people to work with in real estate? Working with many realtors has given me the opportunity to create amazing relationships and help them reach their financial goals. I've built a team of professionals that close transactions and find solutions to make dreams come true. Then we have the other side of the coin, negative thinking people I call non-believers that sabotage a transaction. First, let go of passive experiences. Let it go. Just like the Disney song from Frozen, let it go, let it go, let it go. You may be thinking, let go of what? Let go of your old ways and thought patterns. We will begin to define what relationships bring value to your relationship to real estate practice. Real estate has lots of moving pieces. It's your responsibility to make sure each piece fits in the puzzle. Otherwise, your sale can suffer the consequences. Staying on the positive state of mind while others try to derail you with their reactions is the key to building a solid outcome. Dealing with the naysayers and haters is part of the process. Damage control is inevitable, and there's an art to handling these situations. I could write another book on this topic all in its own. However, I have chosen to focus on the positive and make a difference. Thinking positively is a choice, and by doing this, you will attract more of what makes you feel good. We don't live in a perfect world, so it's best that you create relationships and connect with like-minded people. Create and attract a team that supports your business. Learn how to create strong, lasting relationships that will be productive and have a positive connection that will result in a productive business. Buyers and sellers. Developing relationships with buyers and sellers is your key to your success in real estate. Do you interview your buyers and sellers? If not, part of the Realtor 90 Day Kickstart is to create a connection. In order for you to help them, you need to connect intuitively with them and understand their strengths and weaknesses, always with the intention to make a difference and have their best interest in mind. Also, a realtor is a middleman, and you must think, what's the best for the transaction in all parties? Trust is built with buyers and sellers. Many times we serve as their coaches. Buying or selling can be an emotional roller coaster, and understanding how to handle situations that arise can be the tipping point for the transaction. If you can make 90% of your buyers satisfied, then pat yourself on the back. When it comes to money, people have a funny way of reacting and showing their true colors. Brokerage. As an associate, you have choices. You choose a broker who you put your license with. Your broker should be accessible to you. Be supportive in the growth of your business. Provide an office with tools that can help you grow your business, which are available to help you structure a deal for you and give you feedback immediately on transactions. If this is not the relationship you have established with your broker, then it's time for you to reevaluate if it's a good fit. You should feel that you are supported in your business. Are you receiving encouragement to help you make more money? Your broker should keep you updated on upcoming workshops that can help you grow financially and professionally. Inspectors. These can be deal killers and helpers at the same time. I suggest you educate yourself and connect with an inspector that takes you on an inspection. As a realtor, you should know what to expect on an inspection and prepare your buyer and seller. If the house has not been well-maintained or updated, then you should have a backup plan. If you represent the seller or the buyer, practice being neutral and a problem solver. Make sure there is clarity in your relationships with inspectors in the industry. Builders. New construction builders are relationships that you create. Keep an update of events and knowledge of inventory. 
sales representatives can update you on incentives and buyer opportunities. There are different communities that may be what your buyer is looking for to buy. Keep those relationships growing and understand how each has different products. Title companies. Show me the money. Here is where it all comes together. Work with companies that have your great response and commun- that have great response and communication for closing the file. Interview them and ask them about their process and create a report. An advantage to working with a title company is that they can hold escrow for the transaction. Closing can be remotely completed to accommodate the buyers and sellers. When you establish a good relationship, a title company will work after hours, even weekends, to make sure the deal closes. Make sure you interview and ask those questions. Contractors. Make sure you have a few options with a few credible contractors. Contractors can be found by referrals or even job sites where you see a house is being remodeled. If you admire a remodeled house, ask for the contractor's information. You can find many contractors in social media as well as with a portfolio of their work. This way, if you have a buyer or seller that needs these services, you can help out. At least interview contractors and see how they work and see if you can build a relationship. Here's a tip. Many of these contractors buy properties and can be future buyers for investment properties. Lenders and banks. All lenders and banks have different products they offer for financing. My background is financing as I was a mortgage underwriter. A lender slash bank will pre-qualify a buyer to purchase a home before looking for a property. On listings, I have preferred lender complete a pre-qualification for buyer being presented an offer from the selling agent, regardless whether they come from a pre-qualification. This will ensure that the offer on the table for the seller is valid. I do allow for the other party to work with their lender, however, you must always protect the seller's best interest. Investors. Investors are great because they're not emotionally invested. You can earn their trust by showing them the money. Learn to complete a capitalization rate or cap rate. This is the rate of return on a real estate investment property based on the income that the property is expected to generate. I love to work with investors as it's all about numbers. It's very different than residential, where the issue is the color of the cabinets. <laughs> Attorney. Working with a couple of attorneys that specialize in commercial, residential, entertainment, probate, divorce, immigration, and tax law are beneficial in your practice. Create a relationship where you can cross-promote each other's businesses. Buyers or sellers may request an attorney or need an attorney in the transaction. Make sure you meet and discuss how they work, and how you could possibly be a realtor they can refer to their clients to. Realtor colleagues. As a realtor, create a relationship with other realtors. This is very important even to promote a listing or look for a property off the market. In business, you need to have an edge to be on top of your game. Earn respect and you will make more money. Realtors are, that are top producers go to brokers, open houses, and establish these relationships with other top producers. The art of listening. Listening is an art in itself. When we listen to others, we open ourselves to be of service. Listening is not the same as hearing someone. The art of listening is not having an agenda when someone is talking to you. Setting aside your agenda in order to absorb a buyer or seller's needs is important in a real estate transaction. I had an older couple in the 80s that wanted to sell their home and purchase a new one. When I met with them to take their listing, she talked to me, and I learned many things about her needs. She was a widow, loved to dance, and her motivation to sell her home was the stairs. She had a knee that had started to act up and was giving her problems. I learned that she fell in love again after her husband died four years ago. She also shared that she missed her only son who was not as involved in her life as she had wanted him to be. This was her interpretation of missing her son and letting me know that she missed him. The art of listening is truly an art 
and every day I learn to master being present with others. It's through the years of service that you start to love and enjoy a conversation. I indulge in conversations with realtors, buyers, and sellers. To be honest, I love conversing with anyone because I love people and get inspired. It's how I connect with people at a soul level. Intuitively being present in a conversation, listening with love, passing no judgment is a gift I learned to develop. I will list here a guideline that I use to be more present in my conversation with others. One, put your phone on vibrate in a way. Two, make eye contact. Three, don't interrupt. The spotlight is on them. Four, active listening where you ask questions to get clarity. Are you saying that blank? What I heard you say was blank. Did you mean that blank? Five, show you understand. You can nod or say yes. Six, listen and don't think. Stay focused without letting the mind form a response. Seven, listen with no judgment. Hold any negative thought patterns or perceptions. Listen with the heart, not the mind. Eight, listen to the body, body talk, known as body language is 60 or 75% of our communication that is nonverbal. Are they nervous? Not trusting. Does what, they are ta- does what they are talking about align with what they are saying? Nine, safe place. Creating a space where you can actively listen and there's no distractions, TV or any noises. As a realtor, most of our job involves around effective communication. You can actually lose a deal because you're not there, not present, not because you're not there, but because you're not present, your attention is elsewhere. We are all energy and we will sense if you're not connected. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, bbbengochea. In my link bio, you will find links to get a copy of my free book and all the social medias so you can stay connected to me and upcoming events. Also, in this episode's description box, you'll have details and links for the guest information. Don't forget to subscribe to podcasts. Rate And make sure if you really enjoyed this episode, review and comment.